This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This sports social podcast is brought to you by BetVictor, where live streams, smart stats and in-play betting can help you make your best bet yet. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening or watching this latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe Redmond, and my good friend, Simon Townley. How are you doing, mate? Very well, thank you. Whatever, always good, are you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Another 10-hour shift down at work. Another 10-hour shift down at work. This is my yeah, this is my fourth in a row, and then I've got another day tomorrow, another 10-hour shift, and then I've got five days off. Or is it four days? Moving out in that five days, so yeah. Well, exactly. So I'm not going to get a chance to fucking rest. No. So, and by the way, I'm looking at van rentals. That hundred no. quid. Tell me a joke. I'm by the way, joke. <laughs> it's not your fault. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just annoyed. Hundred quid for like a van for for a day. Like, fuck that. I'm going to uh, closer for these individuals. Yeah, we'll see if I can find someone who has a van, um, basically. So if you have a van and you want to lend it me for free uh, on Friday, potentially Saturday as well, probably Saturday as well, give me a shout. Uh, you have to be the bird. If you're a man with a van. And you want an advert on Turfcast Podcast, all we ask is that you take Joe's shit to his new house. Well, just, just give me your van. You don't even need to take my shit. Just give me your van for 24 to 48 hours. 24 I'll even bring hours. it back at night. 
I'll even, no, I'll even bring it. It's a big job, mate. She's got a lot of shit, as the missus. I'm throwing off. It's pretty out there. To be fair, it's not. There's fuck all yeah. there. No, there's fuck all there. Although, as you can tell, I'm not on brand this week. No Burnley shirt. Uh, and that's because all my Burnley shirts are at the new house. So that is the only thing that is at the new house, is my Burnley shirts. There's two tubs full of Burnley shirts because they're all old and all the old school ones. For Man United PSG game. There you go. So he's supported PSG. We'll be happy to know that as we're recording this, we've just gone 2-1 up. Yeah. I, I genuinely had. I just put this on this morning. I didn't even realise oh. Man United were playing tonight. Well, there you go. Um, so, have you been up to much anyway, then, mate? No, just trying to get better, mate. All uh, boring in my life, I'm afraid. I've not got much. Yeah, else to well, you, you went to physio today, though, didn't you? So, talk, talk to me and the and the viewers about that. Everyone loves it when we go when they go when we go round the houses and don't talk about Burnley for at least the first fifteen minutes. I'm sure they do. Honest to God, I've never. Well, I have felt pain like it, but it was years and years ago. <laughs> in uh, it was last time I had one of these on. They were only fucking Sunday now. I said to Mrs. I'm like, do you know what, Jay? Doddle this compared to the last one. Doddle. There's one pin side that's annoying me. I've got a metal cage for those who don't know on my leg. And there's one pin side that's irritating, but nothing that I can't handle, you know. Bit of sort of like keeping on top of it. Three days later, mate, I'm like ringing doctor. I can't do it anymore. Give me some medicine. <laughs> At least to God, I, I think it's because I'm trying to do more and my leg's just gone like a balloon and gone, nah. Yeah, so what is it then? Just just your cage is irritating you because you'd like you say you'd you try to walk on it a bit more or whatever. Exactly. I'm allowed to walk on it, but my, my body is just rejecting this thing on my leg at the minute, so I need to get past that. Well, that doesn't sound good. So um fingers crossed you get better soon. But like you say, you've been to physio today, so hopefully that helps. And yeah, you've you've rang the doctor, hopefully sends you tons of morphine. Um you know, just let me know if you need them. Well, I'm ranging the now, mate. <laughs> Well, I, I do need something. Yeah, let us know, pal, if you do. I'm telling you now, I do. See in a bit. That's what we do to me. They go, like, yeah, you've got corn corn if you want it. You can have it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Right, well, let us know if you're struggling. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm ringing you. I'm actually. Corn, I, I use that for a bad head sometimes. Yeah, I got like, I got, I get really, like, I'm proper <laughs> shit. I've got brittle bones, break bones all the time, and don't react really well to strong painkillers. I feel make me feel sick and vomit and, um, so I call them all at 30 mil, which is quite strong, to be fair. Two of them is like, pretty good. I'll have like, one of them and see if that works. Then I'm right. And if it doesn't, you have the second one and fall asleep? If it does. Dot floating a, in clouds. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have a bottle of morphine in the other room um, that the doctors give me, and I don't like it, but it's, I'm having it tonight. But last time I had it on my own accord, I meant to take five mil syringe. So my wife, Tracy, for the rest of the not dead. Um, <laughs> they, put, they, put, um, they put a syringe out. So I just use a filled with cowpaw syringe, bang it in, five mil done. And, I, and she basically gave me a cap. You know, they're all granddad measuring caps that have like different measurements on it. Yeah. So I just poured it in, bang, knocked it out. Like, oh, well, that was stronger than I normally have. To get my readers out, like, trying to find out where the, the measurements are. 25 mil. Wow. So you had five times more than what you're supposed to have. I had to sit in A&E and be judged for three hours while it got, went out of my system. But how did you feel? I felt elated, mate. There was zero pain whatsoever. <laughs> I felt on cloud nine. Just a bit embarrassed. There you go. There you go. Next time, just take 25 bill. In fact, we do not endorse that here on Turfcast Podcast. No. We do not endorse um, abusing prescriptions. Apparently, 11, 11 mil for my heart and weight is like you cut off at 25. I'm surprised you survived. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all all right with painkillers. Uh, my body's on them all the time, but I just don't like them. Couldn't make me sick. 
Fair enough. Uh, we'll get into it then, shall we? But before we do, uh, I'll just have to quickly mention that we are, of course, sponsored by Pitch Sports. You can see it at the bottom of your screen now. Uh, it is available to download on the App Store and the Google Play Store, and you can download it now uh, and speak to other Burnley fans on, on, on the app. You can speak to, to me on the app and stuff. I upload a video every single week. As you can see, Sam is pointing there. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, that's what Sam is pointing at. Um, and it's just basically, as I say every week, it's just a fan hub. Um, where you can talk to other Burnley fans, select your teams and just do whatever you want on it. But anyway, now all the, the legalities are out of the way and we've done the, the five-minute round-the-houses chatting shit that no one's asked about. Let's get into the bit that people are asked about. Um, although you might not be as asked about it this week because we have to look back at the Manchester City game. So Manchester City 5, Burnley nil, go. Shout on to the next game. There done. you go. And, and that's the end of Turfcast this week. <laughs> Uh, no, but, but but what is it with Man City? Because right? I know they're good. They're a good side. They spend a lot of money. They have a world-class manager and world-class players. Of course they do. But last season, we held our own against everybody apart from Man City and Spurs pretty well, with Chelsea at home as well. Um, but then we go to Liverpool and, you know, we put in an absolute shift and we do really, really well. And, and you know, we, we draw 1-1, the only team all season to draw at Anfield. Um and it's the same the season before. We get murdered against them the season before. And it's the same the season before that as well. Twice, I think. 5-0 and 5-1, was it, in yeah. the Cup? I can't remember. <laughs> we got 1-0. <laughs> yeah, we did. 1-0 up, actually, but just before half-time, I think. And then and then it all just capitulated. But but what is it about that team? Is it a mental block? Is it our styles are just... just, just that their team, style yeah. just works better against ours? What is it? I think it's... Um, sorry, I've got a cough today. <coughs> Let me get out. Right, I think it's... Um, I think it's dash. I think it's a tactical decision first. Secondly, I think that their team is is that superior. We will get beat no matter what we do. We could put eleven behind ball on the line. Possibly, probably, we'll get beat still because they're that good. Yeah, you could say that about Liverpool, but we didn't. And um, this is what I mean. There's always it's always seems to be City annihilators every single year. And I just it must be. I, in my opinion, I'll let you carry on in a second. But I, I do think it's a mixture of both. I think our style just doesn't suit playing against them. And their style suits us perfectly. For well, Mario, their side, obviously. Yeah. He's a new strong author. And Sean, what, what's the other one called? Um, Aguero. Oh, back in there. Back in there. You remember when they used to score like three, four against us every time we played them? Yeah. The City, have, City have always had this thing on us. I don't know what it is. Even when they were shit, we made them yeah. look like Prime Barcelona. And now they're good. They look even better against us. I remember when uh, when we were in, like I said, in, I'm going to guess first division, but I feel like it was second division, uh, which is now League One. And um, and then, like you said, Sean Gore just absolute tourists, and they had a full cricket field end. And now we're in same stand as you, just looking across at it, and it just erupted. It was so loud in that division. And then I think we battered Wigan the week after, which were a big game for us as well. Um, I always remember, I, there was a few of them. I remember, I remember we played them once in Division Two. Which is now League One, and they went one nil up, and they always filled that cricket field end. Yeah. Um, so, but back then, obviously, for those that don't know, uh, the fans had the full cricket field end, and it was very rare that you'd see a full away end. It's every single week now because you're in the Premier League, but back then it was once a season, maybe twice if you were playing Preston yeah. or Blackburn. It was division where you in, but like Wigan, I think yeah. Wigan were brought a few one year. I think that's unusual well. for Wigan. I know, yeah, but I think. They only get like six, seven thousand at all, but they get like four thousand away. It's like a yeah. quarter of fans. I, um, I remember one. I do remember one though. We went one nil up, 
Uh, sorry, they went 1-0 up and they scored and they erupted and it were all just like normal celebrations, but really loud. And then we scored again not long after. And it was when we used to play Tom Hawk. So at Berlin, I was like, get in there. It was brilliant. And then uh, and then City scored again about 10 minutes later. They all started taking piss. They all celebrated. They scored, they did it, didn't they? Yeah, they did it four, three times after that. They beat us 4-2, the bastards. Um, tell them the story about your dad and Sean Gorson. Well, it's the same game, actually. Uh, I think Sean Gorter scored a couple of songs. Um, and me and my dad sit in the family stand. Um, so we're obviously surrounded by um, young children and, and families and things like that. Um, it's never stops me losing my rag every now and then, I will be honest. Um, and my dad's quite quiet and stuff on the turf most of the time. But every now and then, like once a season, it just has a random outburst. Uh, and uh, that season, this random outburst was against Man City in that game because Sean Gorter scored a couple, might have even scored a bat trick, I don't know. But they were all going, feed the goat and he will score, feed the goat and he will score. Just proper loud, as because as, yeah. there were so many of them just bellowing across the turf. And my dad was getting agitated and agitated and agitated. And dad went, yeah, feed the goat and he will shit. <laughs> and honestly, I just, I just went, I just looked at him. And he was angry. He was angry like that. And this woman was sat in front of us with a young child, and she just went and just looked at him, and he was just like, like that, right, angry. And I was just like, what was that? <laughs> Absolutely stupid. But it's gone down in Fort Law. It's iconic. It's, it's, it's iconic. Shit comebacks in it, but the the ones that make you laugh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my dad's had a few of them uh, down the years. Um, but yeah, going back to the actual game then, um, talk to me about Mahrez. Why is Mahrez suddenly getting so much joy against us? Because he isn't your traditional striker, because it is it is them sort of players that Man City have that um, that usually get, get all the joy against us. Gorta, Aguero. But now Mahrez is creeping up on us as well, and he tends to play in that hole, doesn't he, behind the front two? So that, is, it, is it just there's just so much space um, that... that that we're not, even though we are defending deep, we're defending too deep. So then there's just all this space for him to get on the ball, and we're so rigid, we're not going out of position or something like that. What do you think it is? I think you've now nailed it there because that's what I was going to say at the beginning. I think it's a combination of tactical problems and then people like Mares. It was like Grealish at Villa when they came on New Year's Day, and you just yeah. let him have the, the ball. Same sort of player, isn't it? You can let him have the ball, he's just going to take piss out of you, and we let them have the ball. And it was quite obvious that when that first goal went in, which was quite calamitous uh, for me, it was just like, fuck's sake. There were three or four times that could have been avoided. And then yeah. that the heads fell off, mate. It was so apparent that the heads fell off. Um, no one were, were up for it. No one... I'm sure they were up for it. That's probably a wrong phrase, but I'm sure they were up for it. But I feel like that just knocked, knocked up for six, you know what I mean? Um, against yeah. a team like that, so early on. That's what I mean. I think when it comes to stuff like that, I think like we went one 0 down against Liverpool, but we kept his heads. I think yeah. I think part of it is that like we're just so poor against City because of the styles of play and the contrasting styles of play and and these pockets that players like Mares can get hold of. But then when you go one 0 down against City because we've lost five 0 against them every time, I one hundred percent. I think just the players' heads fall off every single time. They're like, here we fucking go again, and then it does fucking go again because. Not that they're not trying, but they're just they've they're already beaten in the Reds. I think that's what it is. As soon as that first goal goes in, I think they're already beat. I think they've just given up. Dash said it in his interview afterwards. He said, I don't know what it is about this place, because we do we play against very good teams and we're all right, but this place we seem to basically lose his heads. I don't remember what word he used, but he basically said that in his interview. So he knows it. Players probably feel it. 
I, I can't speak on behalf of him. I don't know. I'm not asked him yet. But it, it's an hard place to go. And you know when you, you've got an hard day ahead of you. That's a proper shift, isn't it? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed because it should have been seven. Well, it could have been seven. Yeah. Could have easily not been seven, eight. They hit the post as well, didn't they? Um, but I suppose we've got to talk about the debutant, the Premier League. Well, I, I've, I've got a running order this time, mate. So don't yeah, think that I've, I've wrote on it, Bailey. Don't you worry. Um, but let's let's talk about Bailey first because I want to end on the positive one. I want to yeah. end on Josh Benson. So we're going to talk about Bailey. Um, I'll put my piece in first. Uh, a lot of people, because I put something up on Turfcast, sort of like saying, how do you think this man played today? Uh, and a lot of people were going, oh, we've conceded five against them the last three seasons. It's not Bailey's fault. I, I never said it were Bailey's fault. I never said any of the goals were really Bailey's fault off the top of my head. It were the goals that we didn't concede against him. And I think we said this on the watch along, didn't we? That one that was offside, that he need into his own net, that we just he let bounce. It was like, what are you doing? Just get hold of it. It just it it worried me. Exactly. And then, and then there's that other one where he's gone down on the floor and again, he just palms it into his own net. It might be nerves because he's playing in his first Premier League, uh, his Premier League debut, I think it was. Uh, he, well, he wouldn't have played in the Premier League with Leeds, would he? Um, so yeah, it would have been his Premier League debut. Uh, that weren't a dig, by the way. Um, um, and that, and then and then he's nervous. But then, obviously, because yeah. the players see him doing stuff like that, then they're, the defenders, they're going to get nervous. They can't hang their hat on him like they can with Paul. I, I thought he was pretty poor. I'm not slagging him off for the goals we've conceded. I'm One slagging him off mean. for the goals we didn't concede. It just didn't look like he had that, that confidence and that, and that, like, you can hang your hat on sort of goalkeeper vibes. If any well, of that makes sense. Before, in previous podcasts, that if you have a core player out of position, the person next to him is constantly on edge. I feel that personally, like we said it about Ben Me, when he's come back, people just start doing their own shit now, rather than where I feel Tarky sometimes comes across to help Wong or Dunner, whoever's playing at the time. I feel like you've we took a massive part of our team out. Obviously, no fault of our of Popeyes, but he's played in some massive games, mate. Well, it's not like, it's, and I'm not really a sort of one to go in on players, but he can't be nervous. Because he's played in huge games for Northern Ireland and pulled off worldies. I remember that Germany game, for example. And I remember watching and thinking, I cannot wait to see this guy in a Burnley shirt. And I felt I felt so bad for him at the end, mate, because it's just he probably dreamt of that the night before, thinking, right, save a penalty, we'll tip one over at bar, perfect. Even if we get beat, I've you know, I want to look good. And and the poor son, I don't know what went wrong, but I have never and I like, I like the keeper. I've seen him play many a time for Northern Ireland. But I've never seen a keeper drop a ball and knee into a static ball into his own net. Never seen that. It were... Um, yeah. Um, he, he's, he's obviously a good goalkeeper. Um, he is. Whether he was nervous or not, obviously you don't think he were. But he might have been nervous because it was you know he wanted to impress his 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 new team, his new fans, newish team, newish fans, um, for his first time. Who knows? Um, but I was I'm a little bit worried if Port gets a long term injury, for example. Um, I know a lot of people went, oh well, remember when Tommy Eaton went off against Palace? We went, we didn't think that you know Nick Paul were going to be as good as he was. I don't think Bailey's going to be that good at the minute. I do. Th he's a good again. I'm contradicting myself. He's a good goalkeeper, but now I've seen him play against City, and the mistakes that he made slash didn't make because he didn't count as goals. To be fair, um, it's not someone I'd be confident um, being in the back line. Well, before you move on, that <laughs> as a positive, uh, a lot of people like him. You know, in, in inside the club and not at the club that have been at the club, they all you know they all say he's going to be a keeper one day. You know, like in, in a positive manner. Um, 
I just don't know what went on, mate. I feel, I feel for the lad. No one wants a debut like that. No, no. Like I said, I do think he's a good goalkeeper. I've seen him play live for Leeds when he used to cover Leeds back in the day. We've all seen him play for Northern Ireland um, on the TV. So it's proven his worth. He just, for some reason, it, it didn't really work out um, at the weekend. Uh, but let's move on. Sorry, go on. Sorry, which is the worst? Uh, what's the word? Debut. Which is the worst? Akinbaye or Bailey? Uh, Akinbaye. Absolutely. What was he on the pitch for? 13 minutes? <laughs> Where's that? The seconds, I think. No, it was a few minutes, weren't it? I'm not having it, but it might have been. But uh, I, I, I remember the fans being buzzing because he did a few good things and we were like, oh, go on! He's, he's good, him. The next thing you know, it grabs whoever it were by scruff at neck and nuts him. Ref's like, what are you doing? Whoever's listening, if you remember this game, if you don't remember this game, look it up because it's incredible. Uh, Akinbae, beast of a man, comes on and we are buzzing. And I'm telling you now, I want someone to give us an answer. I think it was less than five minutes. Right, you waffle on. I'll find yeah. out. Um, <coughs> yeah, it was probably the worst, the worst one. Oh, Stevens, man. Stevens could be on that. On what? On this sort of like poor, Dar uh, poor uh, kissing Derby. Sorry, poor um, debuts. Uh, yes, it could be, but he didn't. He was just non-existent, weren't it? To be fair, it was just non-existent. Um, I've found it. Yeah. So Great what news. you're saying out? I'll, what you're saying then? I'll bring it in. Oh, I won't bring it in five. yet because then you'll be able to see it. You're saying less than five minutes or less than five seconds. Five, less than five minutes. I'm going as early as. If I'm going, to, you want me to be more specific? I'm saying like between ninety seconds and three minutes. It looks like. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. It looks like. Didn't mean to do that either. Where's my share? My screen share thing gone? Oh, for God's sake! I don't know how to do it. Yeah, oh, it's down here. No, no, it's down here. Down here. Down here. Down here. Down here. Down here. Hold on. If you're if you're listening on the podcast, I'm sorry. Um, there we go. Share. I can buy your butts out as Sunderland go top. Sunderland moved to the top of the championship for the first time since relegation. Blah blah blah. Uh, on the night when Adi Akinbayi's Burnley debut lasted only two minutes yeah. before he was sent off for elbowing and attempting to headbutt George McCartney. Can you see that on the screen? Is as that works? There you go. I set back. I don't look like it, but I am quite set back. But 100%, I remember. I said, I pretty much nailed it, mate. Between 90 seconds and three minutes, I said. Yeah, to be fair. To be fair, you I did. remember it. Yeah. He got all into feet, laid it off, did it again, and then went down the wing, chased the man. They were going out of play. Very similar to, um, the, was it them who left one on Gomez and they had a proper fit about it at Liverpool for a, like a year? Uh, me. It was something similar to that, where it was a nothing thing. Like, you've just nudged him. He's gone out. He's got up in a huff. It's <laughs> just like... Went to know you went twelve boy first, which made it fall over, and then he's got up and just gone bang. Fantastic. I do. I, I remember. I, I, I was sat where I still sit. Um, yeah. I remember looking down, and it was right in front of me. Obviously, I'm up in God's light, but it was right in front of me. And I just remember that saying to my dad, like, "What? What's he doing?" My dad, like, he's a dickhead. <laughs> and then obviously, it all turned out well, and it turned out to be an absolute legend. So you never know; uh, that could happen for Bailey. Um, yeah. It happened for Addy. It can happen happen for Bailey. Um, but anyway, let's move on because we still need to get the fan reaction in. Uh, Josh Benson, um, yeah. what did you make of Josh Benson's debut? I think he was uh, playing an impossible sort of position but I think in games like that and, and sorry for Bailey but you've, your first job is to just not do anything wrong and if yeah. you can go through the 90 minutes and say you know I didn't do anything wrong I don't think we expect you to uproot trees against City I don't think we're expecting a powerhouse you know all of our 11 were non-existent but he never he didn't look like for me a player that's never played in the Premier League he looked like 
the rest of the team, which was poor at the time, obviously. But I don't think he did anything to make him stand out as not a part of that team. Yeah, I thought I thought when he had the ball, he looked confident and he looked assured. Yeah. He just didn't really get on the ball as much as I would like, but he's playing against Man City, so you could say that about everybody. That's not a criticism of him. Nobody got on the ball as, as much as we would have liked. Um, I like the fact that he was confident enough to step up and take the free kick. That, that's good for a youngster. That shows that he is uh, pretty confident and stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah, That's what I was going to say. Sorry, I was getting rid of that screen share. Um because it was slowing it, slowing it down. It's better now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah um, but um, what are I going to say? Yeah, I'd like to see him against uh, yeah, a, a lesser team. side. I don't, I don't want him to because he's played against arguably the best midfielder in the world against Kevin De Bruyne. So it, it feels a bit um, silly judging him. And um, but we are judging him and saying that we thought he did all right. So but I'd like to see I'm, him against a team like Palace, for example. No offense to Palace, it started well, but you know where there's no one world class in the middle of the park. He's the kind of, sorry, I keep coughing. He's the kind of player now that I really want to see in our cup team. Yeah. I really want to see the MK Dons, you know, hopefully get a win, get a run, develop this player because this is what it's about at his age. And remember, this is an Arsenal graduate that got released um, after his, for, I think it was his professional contract. You know, when you get your first one at like 16. Yeah. I think he got released after that and we signed him this year. So he, he's not, you know, he's played with some really good players at a really good level. This Burnley squad won't be that far of a bridge, I don't think, to cross to get no, to the and, and especially if we go down, uh, fingers yeah. crossed, obviously we don't. Um I think it'd be it'd be a good one to have in the championship. Um and I know I always say we signed him a couple of years ago, and I know I always I've I've, I've referenced this before. Uh, but I actually saw him play last season for Grimsby Town when I was working yeah. for Bradford City. And, and he played well, I was watching him, but the person that stood out the most and who got the man of the match were the other lad, Anthony Glennon, at yeah. left back, he was fantastic in that game. So I'd, I'd like to see him, but the problem is you're not going to dislodge Charlie Taylor. But again, he's another one that I'd like to see in our in our cup, as you called it, cup cup games. Yeah, hundred percent. We need to develop, mate. There's a, there's no two ways about it. We're not going to invest. We need to develop. That's that's the way it is. And uh, these players, they might not win. We might not get a cup run, unfortunately. But they need that game time if we're going to make a player out of them. And he's played for Arsenal at uh, academy level. I'm sure he can sort of try and get on to that stage now of being one of the Burnley players. Because Dwight's done it, mate. Exactly, exactly. And obviously now we are in academy. And I know they didn't come through the academy, but now we are academy. So hopefully we're getting more youngsters coming through within the next five, ten years. What's, um, um, what's the guy's name? You know my memory's bad. It's not that I don't know. But what's the guy's name who we got in? Matt, not Matt Garland, Matt Rick? Yeah, what about... Who's the guy who's been brought in as a director of football or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, Matt Rigg, yeah. But Matt Rigg is the pe person involved for bringing up... You keep seeing it on Facebook, but he's the one who's in charge of getting these under-23 teams together, you know, and picking out... Yeah, well, we, we tend to sign a lot of under-23 players every yeah. summer, don't we, and stuff. And we're all getting pissed off about it, but if you look at it, we're not signing them from Huddersfield anymore. We're no disrespect to Huddersfield, but like you said, getting an Arsenal graduate, it's quite exciting to, to see it. And I want to see more of this. There's other players that have been released from... Big teams um, that have chosen us. So, you know, the future is there. It's just if we invest in it correctly. The future's bright. The future's claret, basically. Um, no. Right, before we, before we move on, I uh, just want to obviously go back to the Man City game because obviously every single week we do the fan reaction where you, our podcast listeners and viewers, uh, send your reaction in to the Burnley game. And this was what you all said um, after the Manchester City game. 
for me today, the most worrying thing, it wasn't the fact that we lost 5-0. It wasn't the result itself. It was just the way that we played. Um, I don't usually like to say this about the team, but I thought the players' attitude just stinked today. Um, you know, we all know that Man City away is going to be a tough game, but um, I felt like the players just didn't really try, to be honest. Um, I've listened to Sean Dash's comments after the game, and he said, um, or oh, maybe in the build-up, the media got into the players' heads saying, because it's always a tough place to come, maybe that affected them. Like, I'm sorry, but you're professional footballers, you know. No Burnley fan will expect you to go to Man City and win. Like, that's just unrealistic, but you should just give it a go at least, you know, just try for the badge. And I felt like as soon as that first goal went in for Mahrez today, the players just kind of shrugged their shoulders and thought, oh, well. And for me, that's just unforgivable. Um, team selection today, I thought it was a bit questionable. Um, I'm not going to dig out Peacock Farrell. Um, obviously, like, he shouldn't be starting. Just, he's only playing because Port's got that head injury. And he did have a bit of a shaky game, but put it into context, it's his debut in the Premier League. And for the actual goals that went in, um, I don't think he could have done anything about them. So I'm not going to blame Peacock Farrell today, really. Um, Rodriguez on the wing. Um, I feel like we should have played Gummerson and it's gone with Wood. And Rodriguez up top, because that worked so well against Crystal Palace. Um, for me, Ashley Barnes has been a great player for us, but I just think he's passed it now. Um, I just feel like he's just said he can just only be an impact player off the bench, and that's it. I don't, I don't feel like we can't afford to start him in the team at the moment, like with the scrap that we're in. Um, moving forward, um, look, listen, it's going to be a tough season. It's going to be a scrap to survive. Everton at home next. It's a massive game, but for me, I think it just comes down to recruitment. Um, you cannot go into a Premier League season and only spend £1 million on well, who resigned Dale Stevens and a third-choice goalkeeper from Wolves and expect to compete. Like, unfortunately, football is all about finance and the board have really neglected Sean Dice and the players this summer because if you've got no players coming in, like for as good as the lads have been for us the past few years, you're going to get complacent because you know no one's going to take the place. So I just pray that we can pick up some form from somewhere, but just uh, lack of goals. Four goals all season, playing nine games. Like Man City scored more goals against us today than what we've scored ourselves all season. That sums it up for me. But hey, keep the faith, up the Clarets. Where to start on uh, yesterday's game? Uh, expected really. Uh, you know, City away, not got a great record there. You know, I think we've got I think we've got a draw out at last seven or eight games, so uh, expected really. Um, more disappointed with the performance they put really in the fact, you know, nothing there. Game over we by half time at 3 0. Um, understand we've got a lot of injuries, you know. Port was a big miss yesterday, as I think we all saw. Uh, Brown Hill in middle, um, he was a massive miss. I think he's been a, a tremendous signing uh, of Dash's uh, that we got from Bristol City. Uh, settled in really well. And uh, I think he's a good addition alongside uh, Westwood. Uh, so, yeah, it was a big miss. I think Goodmanson were a bit big miss outside, out wide as well. Um, obviously, Brady's still missing. Um, for me, though, not much of a miss with Brady. Is it a miss? Uh, you know, I can't believe we give, actually give him a new deal. Um, I pr pr probably would have let him go um, due to the fact that we've got not, not, not got much out of him. Seems to play more for Ireland than what he does for us. But, yeah, um, 
just disappointing with the overall performance, really, that there were no fight there. You know, we, I mean, I know we've had some tough games. You know, I mean, we've played Spurs this season at home and give them a bit of a, you know, give them a fright and probably should have won the game uh, with the performance we put in. It's just disappointing that we we didn't, that we know, we didn't, we, we have no consistency with that performance, really, which is a bit of a miss. You know, Palace, you know, we got the win last week against Palace, uh, great three points. Uh, went a great performance, but we got there and got the win. Uh, so yesterday was, you know, a bit of a bit of a step back really when I thought we might take a step forward. I didn't expect us to get anything at City, but I just thought the performance should have been a, a lot better. Um as mentioned I mentioned previously, I think you know Mick Port was a big miss. I thought Pe- Peacock fouled it all right. Could he really done anything about the goals? In my opinion probably not. You know, I think he's really unlucky the last one. I think the services played a big part there. I mean if you watch it again, I've watched it again this morning, if you watch it again in slow motion. Um, the initial save he made is a, is a top draw save, you know. Uh, if that were Port, we'd have all been raving. It were it were a world class save, you know, coming in at when the uh, when Jesus were sliding in to finish it, and it's a tremendous save. And then it's just skidding, you know, skidded off him and and gone in. Unfortunately, so it's a bad day at the office for him. Bad day at office for all the team, you know. I'm sure that's what Sean will have been saying in dressing room after. Um, we just uh, we just got to take it on now to next week. Everton at home. Uh, I fancy it's next week. I really do, you know. Everton's, you know, they've they've hit a bit of a big brick wall. I don't, I think they've not won in four or five, which is a, I think it's someone said yesterday it's a, a record for Carl Carl Ancelotti. Uh, I think that's the first time he's ever not won in four or five games. Uh, so in his career, so you know they'll be low on confidence, and it's up to us to take advantage. You know, dinner time game again on BT. Um, just a shame, you know. It's this crowd, like we said many times, and we're saying every week. It's just it's the crowd that's not playing. Uh, not being able to play a part, I think that's what's a massive miss for us this season. Uh, especially on night games, you know, under the, under the lights of the turf, I think that's a big miss. Um, but yeah, we just put down the, yesterday down to a, a bad day at the office. And uh, onwards and upwards, uh, have a good weekend, fella Clarets. Jesus, wet. At least we're consistent, another 5-0. Comes to something when you're cheering a goal being disallowed just to keep it from being six. Don't know what it is about that match. I know we don't expect to win. It's all right saying, oh, you don't expect to beat City, but at least put performance in. But there's just some some sort of mental block when Burnley go to Man City. Just We never turn up, never even try. There seems to be no desire. Other teams seem to just go there and at least put a game up. Sorry, put a fight up, but... Christ's sake. Um, that's done now, isn't it? Unless we get them in the cup, but at least it's done for another year. Try to get back to what we were last week. Um, put this behind us it's, I mean we do write it off as a free hit we shouldn't but we do and uh... and there you go that was the fan reaction big shout out to everybody that sent their videos in um, you obviously seen a new face then uh, it's good to get new faces involved all the time uh, big shout out um, to everybody that sent their video in if you want to be involved in the fan reaction all, all you have to do is get your phone out record yourself talking about the game that Burnley have just played whether you're angry annoyed upset don't matter you do it talk to me for about two to three minutes if you can um, it doesn't matter if it's less but ideally two to three minutes um, and then just send it to us at turfcastpodcast at gmail.com um, and then Bob's your uncle and uh, Fanny's your aunt and, and you're in the you're in the uh, the watch along, and if, like some people have asked, you would rather only send uh, an audio clip in, then you can. I'd rather you, I'd rather you send a video in. Um, but I know some people 
are a little bit self-conscious and things like that. So if you do want to be involved, but only want to send audio, that's a way around it. Uh, but you obviously will not be in the fan reaction video on Facebook and on YouTube. You will only be in the podcast audio bit. Shitter. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, let's move on. Obviously, I mentioned earlier, and as you can see at the bottom, we are, of course, sponsored by uh, Pitch Sport, the wonderful people at Pitch, uh, and they have an app. I've explained it already, but on that app, as I've said, I send a question to them every single week. They upload it to the app, and then you go on the app, and then you respond to that question. So this week, I won't ask Simon the question because I've already asked it. I wanted to know what you think it is about Man City. Like, why do we always get absolutely murdered against Man City? Um, because we do. Uh, is it a mental block? Blah, blah, blah. Me and Sam have already discussed it. So let's go into the answers that we have had. Uh, Mick Norton says, you can't just sit back against Man City. They'll batter you. We need to be at them straight away, kicking, punching and scratching. Burnley go into these games all wrong. Doc says, why are we shit at City? Question mark. Water is wet. Sky is blue. And City will smash five pastels. That is just the way when you are a Burnley fan. And of course, Neil, there you go. Uh, Neil Layfield, good, good lad. He's nearly always, even when he can't, because he said he was. He said he said his uh, his his question went. Um, his, his response, sorry, wasn't and uh, was registering on the app. So he just he just DM'd it me. He just DM'd it me and said, "Look, mate, I've tried to do it on the app. Can you read it out?" I mean, yeah, of course, can Neil? Of course, can. Um, so Neil says it has to be an inferiority complex slash mental block, almost nice. like the players are in awe of Man City or something. Plus, City are a a bogey team. So as soon as a goal goes in, heads will drop, which is obviously what I said. Uh, instead of wanting to fight, almost like here we go again mentality. I also think we give City far too much respect tactically, like Simon said, and just need to be bastards about it. Bit like Doc Jose just Mourinho said. on the. Uh, sorry, Mick just said. On the, sorry, Jose Mourinho says it on the uh, thing. You can't say it because you have to bleep it. It's a bad one. But here we go. Yeah. The that, reason they wait is because they are. If you want to go out there, you be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's the only word you're not allowed to say on the podcast. Ah, oh. um, oh, there's another. Well, yeah. Well, there's a few. There's a few. <laughs> There's a few that are, um, what's the word? Not the actual word. There's a few that are sort of like, well, what's the word when you single someone? Discriminatory. Discriminatory. That's the word. That The C word is not discriminatory. It's just a word. Whereas the other yeah. words that you're referring to, they're discriminatory. Um, anyway, moving on. I haven't finished Neil's answer What's the name you call me? Where is it beginning with C? Um, I don't know. Do I? Four letter word begins with C. N in T by any chance? No. I've never told you that. N's in P? Yeah. Grip. Oh, that's fine. That's right. That's oh, just yeah. bad between it. That's a bleep that out now. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's get back to Neil's thing. Uh, we just need to be bastards about it. Get physical and in their faces a bit more instead of just standing off them. Uh, so there you go. Uh, this week, I haven't sent my question in yet, but I've already, I already know it. I'm going to be recording it tomorrow morning uh, before work. Uh, and I'm going to be asking if you want to see more of Josh Benson in this Burnley side, obviously after his um, game against Man City at the weekend. So Simon's doing the face, you know, like when a roofer comes round to your house and tells you it's going to be four grand, like it's just yeah. happened to me. That's the face <laughs> that I did. Um so, yeah, so give me your answer then, Simon. Would you like to see more of Josh Benson in this Burnley side? I would like to see more of him, but not at the expense of the team. So, yeah, yeah, I, that's the best way I can put it. Like I said, the cup, 
you know, lesser games uh, towards the end of the season if we're safe, definitely, but not at the expense of a season. Yeah, yeah. Brownell and West there, they've got to be first choices. To a lesser extent, I'd probably That's even have Cork ahead of him. What's that? I'm still a big fan and I miss Cork in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, li I like Westy and Benson. I think for yeah. me, I'd probably keep them uh, there. Sorry, yeah, Westy and Brownhill. I'd keep them there even when Cork's back personally. That's another debate. Yeah. Um, yeah, moving on. If you want to answer that question, go over to Pitch Sport. If you were listening to this at like 6 a.m. in the morning on Thursday, it ain't going to be there. Um, shout out to Mark Howarth delivering milk. Um, if you're listening at like 10 p.m., I'll probably send it in by then, but it won't be there because Pitch won't have put it up by then. Um, if you're listening at any point after 1 o'clock on Thursday, it probably should be there. So feel free to pause the podcast, go to it, answer the question, come back, because it obviously helps us out massively with Pitch Sport. It sees that we're doing stuff, we're sending people over to their app. So... Please feel free to do it. Uh, right. Oh, I keep forgetting something. Go on. And some someone keeps messaging the page. Uh, shout out! Shout out! Shout out! <laughs> shout out to Heath if you if if you're listening, mate. Um, I think he listens. Uh, but he's from New Zealand Clarets. Ooh, now yes. I think. I, I always, I always, uh, I'm sorry, I, he's done it before uh, where he, he got in touch and asked for us to tell um, people about a, a meeting and he's done it again and he's done it about three weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, of course, mate, no worries. And I just forget every single time. Um, what is it? seeing him tomorrow. Me, what, Chris, is, it, is it about Chris Wood? No, it's not about Chris Wood. Oh, uh, although, although he did ask you, did he? He asked you to get something sorted and you hadn't done I, it. I told you. Well, uh, did you? Log on to his Twitter, can I? It can do. Nice. Um, anyway, Heath says, for your information, Joe, the next New Zealand Clarets meetup is for the West Ham game. So either Saturday or Sunday, the 16th or 17th of January in Wellington. I tell you what, it'll be red hot down there at that time. We're freezing up here, red hot down there. Uh, we've arranged a two-hour Zoom sportsman dinner with Andy Payton too for the day. Nice. Oh, well, Andy, Andy Payton, oh, I'll tell you what, he, he's, he's doing well. Um Talking about his career, etc., etc. Uh, should be a great weekend. Thanks for your help. I'll tell you what, boys, I'm jealous. I am yeah. jealous. Everybody sat there in a bar having loads of jars of Forex, whatever they drink down there. I know that's Australia. <laughs> Fosters, I don't know what New Zealand people drink. Probably just beer like everyone else. Yeah. Uh, and then Andy Payton's going to join him on a bloody phone call. What's all that about? Am I sat here? I live around the corner from him, for God's sake. I live literally around the corner from him. I think where's he live these days? No, I don't. He's moved. Uh, I won't give his street his, his street address out, but he's, he don't live where he used to live. He lives on a different place, but still near me. Oh and God. I'm not having a don't live on that street now. The old street, we're over there from yeah. where I am now. To my perspective, it's this street that way. <laughs> it's behind me. Yeah. Eh? It's behind it. you, not behind me. Oh no. No, it's no, 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 yeah. Oh no, it might be, yeah, it might be a bit more rap. Anyway, this is ridiculous radio. Who gives a shit? Um, so there you go, Heath. Uh it sounds a great weekend, as Heath says. So if come? you're a New Zealand claret, sorry. What can we come? If you if if Heath can afford the flights for us, then yeah. Or just get us on a Zoom call. Heath, if you're up for that. Exactly what I was thinking, but I'm glad Heath, you got if it. you're up for that, well real three morning, morning. I'd do it. I'd do it. How would be three morning your belly? They're watching a match. Oh shit! Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Free morning for them, innit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we all knackered. That is this. Who's this dick? Why don't we get one of them New Zealand? In future, if you can't do it by the January, get one of them on on the watch along. That's a good shout. 
That's a good shout. Eve, if you're listening, the world's your oyster, mate. Um, so, yeah, me and Simon would be up for coming on, uh, even flying down there if you could afford it. I know you can't, mate. Fair enough. Um, but anyway, let's move on. We're talking shit. Um, we're digressing very much. Let's move on to the Everton game then. Um, so let's talk about Everton. They are currently eighth in the Premier League as I'm writing this, as I'm saying this, sorry. Uh, but lost to Leeds last time out. It's been a bit of a season of two halves uh, for Everton. They was in great form at the start. They even beat Tottenham at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They were top of the league after that Anfield, sorry, Goodison Park draw against Liverpool. Um, but they've lost four of the last five since the derby against Liverpool and their form has dropped off a cliff. The only team that they've beaten in that run is Fulham. And even then they were 3-0 up and nearly nearly fucked it up and, uh, and drew the game, finished 3-2. Um, and like I said, lost to Leeds last time out in a game where they, you know, no disrespect to Leeds, but Everton should be beating them. So so let, let's think about the Everton game. Like, well, what do you think what, what do you think about this Everton game? Then are you looking forward to it? What, is it a big game? I've, it's kind of gone under the radar a little bit for me. Yeah. Uh, I think there's two games coming up, which I would say is if you're going to play them at any time, this is the time to play them. Everton's yeah. the first and Arsenal is the second. Um, Everton aren't doing what was expected of them after five games in. Uh, they've, you know, the young clan deals and our scouts said, like, oh, this is our year this side. It's not. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, to be fair, Liverpool had a stuttery start, didn't they? So they were, you know, they were flying at the top of the league. So, But it's gone... It's sort of caught, what's the word? It's forming some sort of normality now. It's starting to sort of level itself out. Level out. Yeah. yeah. This is the worst run that I think the manager's had in his ever career. in his career. That's the, yeah. I think you told me that. And as you will hear in a little bit, Owen the Everton fan, yes, that Owen the Everton fan who's constantly getting in touch and for some reason loves the podcast, even though he's an Everton fan. Um because he has a bit of a soft spot for Burnley. I'll, 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 I'll Everton because of my uncle. But he's been on the show. I did a pre-game show with Owen. Yeah. Internet connection weren't great, Owen. I'm not yeah. sure. Um, probably still on dial up down in Liverpool. No, I'm joking, mate. Um, but uh, so ah, hopefully, I was that. True, but Owen obviously don't have it. Or if he does, it, it were me. Something went yeah. wrong. It was shite. Or as Owen was saying, shite. Um, he never said that either. Uh, but yeah, what I was saying, I've done it again. You've made me lose track. Um, but yeah, as he was saying... Yeah, I, I said it to him, is what I said. That stat that you just said about Carlo, and he didn't correct me. So I think it's right. So it's yeah, the worst run of form that Carlo Ancelotti has ever, ever been on his managerial career. Do you know another good, interesting sort of stat? It's not that interesting that uh, I didn't is it mention. Totally it's irrelevant to the Burnley Everton game. No, it's City game, though. Go on then. Thanks. Um, the, city, <laughs> the City back four were worth more than our takeover bid. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, God. Just put that impressive. into perspective as well. But yeah, I think, going back to digress, um, this is the time to play him. It is a winnable game. Hopefully, Pope's back. Shows, you know, a bit of a competition there, friendly competition between them two for who is England number one. Pickford's got a mistake in him. We know that. Um, they're a good side. I wouldn't underestimate them. But I think on our day at home, we should be beating Everton. You reckon? I, 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 last season, I'd have said I'd have totally agreed with you. Um, but again, it's a similar sort of thing, isn't it? Um, I'm going off of this season, uh, and having said that, they did spend sixty million quid in the in the in the transfer window, and they brought World Cup Golden Boot winner James Rodriguez into the side. So you know, it's and a Alan. little bit different this year. Uh, yeah, exactly. And Alan, Alan Key, he, he, he he's the 
the nasty little man that wins a uh, that wins a ball battle gives away a free kick, but he breaks down the play unbelievably. Thankfully, we didn't the midfield, so he's. Let's not remember they got Rich Arlison as well, Brazilian, Brazilian decent player. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I, I don't know. I think for me, I think it's gonna be a tough one. Last season going into Everton game, even with the squad that they've got now, I'd have been feeling a bit more confident. But because of the way we've been playing, and I, I know we played well against Brighton defensively and Palace. Uh, but it all came flooding back against Man City. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to, for my prediction, which is what we'll get into, because I don't want to predict another defeat, I'm going to predict a 1-1. Because I can't see, I can't see us keeping a clean sheet against them. Just look at the, the attacking flair that they've got. If they if they open up and attack with confidence and go forward with pace, they, they will score against us. That's what worries me. Um, yeah. But the defence is back. Um, hopefully Port's back. I think he should be back. Um, so I'm going to go 1-1 because I think I think they, they do leak goals. I've spoken to a win, as I've said, and he was telling me how poor the defence is. So they do leak goals, so hopefully we can get a goal from a set piece. But what's 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 your prediction for the game? I think, excuse me, I think it'll be a close one. If we're going to win, it'll be a 1-0 because, you know, we do like to play balls in the box and Michael Keane defended that for the years he was at Burnley. So he's fully aware of how to win battles in the air, whereas some clubs you play against, you think that that heart advantage will be a thing. Not 100% sure it will be an advantage against this team. Um, but I do think we should be winning. And I think I'm going 1 0, Clarets. I think if we score first, I don't know. It's weird. I, I think the first goal is massive in this game. If they score first, I think they could. And if they score first early on, we might as well turn Telly off because it, it could end up, end up being a, another City game. Um, if we score first and then sit back, then I think I think we could do we could do very well. Which again, Owen agreed with me when I said that. Um, so let's bring Owen in. Then this is a clip from the uh, pre-game show with Owen, uh, the Everton fan that loves Turfcast and has a soft spot for Burnley, but he doesn't like admitting that in in so much words. Um, but and he's also from Breathe Everton. But here's what Owen had to say on the Burnley Everton game. It it's very much been a season of two halves. Um... I started two halves even. Um, we started the season off with basically no injuries, no suspension, and basically our team was just settled. So we were playing the same way every week. We had no worries. We had Hammers coming off the right, new, an unknown quantity almost to the league. So we was just anyone we were playing. He was creating three or four good chances for um, Dominic Calvaluno. I still think he's the top scorer in the Premier League. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he he he's just brilliant. Obviously, the goals he gets, he's come he's come on massively. Richarlison is probably our most important player because if he doesn't play, we don't have the same kinds of energy and attack to sort of break teams down and sort of offer a ball over the top and that kind of thing. So we started the season off we brilliantly going forward, and then. Richarlison got sent off in the derby um, against Liverpool. And then, since then, we really haven't sort of rediscovered our, our form. Defensively, we're in absolute shambles. We we just can't... Every game, we can see two goals at the very least. Just through anything. It, literally, it's through individual errors, through just basic errors. It's just ridiculous at times watching us defend. Pickford making mistakes. So, we're in shambles defensively, but... Going forward, I still think we do carry a real threat 
obviously Richarlison, Dom and um, Hammers will be fit for the game. I hope so. Luca Dean won't be, but it 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 Decore in the midfield. We're very, we're more than capable of taking the game away from Burnley with our attacking prowess. The issue for us will be defensively because we're in absolute shambles. So what's what's gone wrong then? Is it is it a case of like you say a couple of injuries and suspensions? I know you highlighted the Rich Allison one, but is that is that the main thing at the minute? Obviously, because you, you've not been good defensively in your words, a shambles pretty much all season. But yet you, it were a case of oh, if you score one, we'll score two. Is it because you've had a couple of injuries and uh, and the suspension that your your attacking threat's been sort of nullified? Well, against Fulham, we carved them open completely in the first half and scored three. Um, before that, the Newcastle game, Carlo was turning us into a 90s Dutch team and playing 100 midfielders, so we, we had no attack in that game, so that was the reason for that. Southampton, they, we had no Richarlison, they were they, they were a good team, they pressed us out the game, we got sending off early on in the second half, so you can, you can atone for that. Newcastle, like I said, we were we, we were a shambles. Um, Man United, no Richarlison, but Bernard scored early, so we scored in that game. And against Leeds, we were playing Leeds as if we thought Leeds were buying Munich or something. And we were just shitting ourselves every time we got in the final third. So I think there's reason for them all. But I, 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 just, I feel for us, it's how we start a game. If we start a game like we did against Fulham, confidence on the ball, just, you know, taking the game to them and just pinning, if it is to be Burnley in your own half, we can take the game away from anyone. But if we start the game slowly and we just let the game drift, we we don't stand a chance because I, I'll say a million times, I, I obviously introducing me before someone who listens to the podcast, I watch pretty much most Burnley games. And I know for a, a fact, from knowing both teams, whoever scores the first goal will 100% win this game. If Burnley score an early goal or the first goal, it'll be 1-0 to Burnley. If Everton score in the first 45 minutes, it'll be 3-0 to Everton. If we score late on, it'll be by how many that is. The first goal is so key in this game. And I worry that we'll concede a sloppy one early on through just being, like I said, woeful defensively. And then we just won't be able to break Burnley down because they'll get a feel for the game. That's my fear anyway. Big shout out to Owen for coming on and doing that. Uh, shame about the internet connection. Um, hopefully we get the pre-game show sorted. He sent me some clips, so hopefully I can uh, sort it all out. And uh, and then and we will have a pre-game show for you on YouTube and whatever uh, this weekend. Uh, but that's us done uh, for this week's podcast. Unless there's anything you want to add, Simon? No, no. Thank you for having me. Um, hopefully, you know, two big games coming up. Hopefully we can get some points out of it because they're not necessarily in form either so this is the time come on come on uh, watch along are you free uh, yeah I think so but half 12 isn't it half 12 Saturday I mean I'm hoping I'm free I am moving house this week I'm not at work so I'm hoping I tell you what I, the problem is we have to book a van and so we have to use it within that time slot. But she's getting her hair done on Saturday. Fuming, she only told me today that, oh, yeah, I've got my hair cut on, uh, my hair done on Saturday. I'm like, well, Burnley are playing. What am I supposed to do? I can't move out on my own with my dad. And just, what are Burnley are playing? He's like, oh, I don't know. So I might just say, you know what? If you're getting your hair done, you're downing tools, I'm going to down tools, watch a Burnley and do the watch along. If I can't do that, 
Simon's free, so he can do it. Um, there we go. Oh, it's Johnny it's seven days to move past everybody else. Why? Wow, I'm watching Burnley games. Yeah, I've been having like standoffs. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it. If you don't already, please follow us on all the social media platforms. They are on the bottom of your screen. Now, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, if you're not, I will read them out for you. It's Turfcast Podcast on Twitter, Turfcast Podcast on Facebook, Turfcast Podcast on Instagram, and on YouTube. Turfcast Podcast, of course oh. it is, because I have zero imagination whatsoever. But thank you for listening. And we will see you for the pre-game show if I get the internet connection, the the, the edit sort of, because it's going to be hard work. If not, I will see you for the watch-along. And if you're not a fan of the watch-alongs, you're not a fan of the match reaction, you're not a fan of the fan reaction, we'll see you for the podcast next week. See you later. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.